0: Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and The Last Olympian, Chapter 13. Um, I don't have much to say today, so let's get on with the chapter. A Titan Brings Me a Present. We could see the white flag from half a mile away. It was as big as a football field, carried by a 10-meter-tall giant with bright blue skin and icy gray hair. A Hyperborean, Thalia said. The giants of the north. It's a bad sign that they sided with Kronos. They're usually peaceful. You've met them? I said. Mm-hmm. There's a big colony out al- in Alberta. You do not want to get into a snowball fight with these guys. As the giants got closer, I could see three human-sized envoys with him. A half-blood in armor, an Impulsa demon with flaming hair and a black dress and a tall man in a tuxedo. The imposa held a, the tux dude's arm so they looked like a couple on their way to a Broadway show or something, except for her flaming hair and fangs. The group walked leisurely along the Heckshire's playground. The swings and ball courts were empty. The only sound was from the fountain on Umpire Rock. I looked over at Grover. The tux dude is the titan? He nodded nervously. He looks like a magician. I hate magicians. They usually have rabbits. I stared at him. You're scared of bunnies? Blah! He said. They're big bullies, always stealing celery from defenseless satyrs. Thalia coughed. What? Grover demanded. We'll have to work on your bony phobia later, I said. Here they come. The man in the talk stepped forward. He was taller than an average human, well over two meters. His black hair was tied in a ponytail. Dark, round glasses covered his eyes, but what really caught my attention was the skin on his face. It was covered in scratches like he'd been attacked by an animal. A really, really bad hamster, maybe. Percy, he said in a silky voice, it's a great honor. His lady friend Imposa hissed at me. She'd probably heard how I destroyed two of her sisters last summer. My dear, Tux dude said to her, why don't you make yourself comfortable over there, eh? She raised, she released his arm and drifted over to the park bench. I glanced at the armed demigod behind Tux Dude. I hadn't recognized him in his new helmet, but it was my old backstabbing buddy, Ethan Nakamura. His nose looked like a squashed tomato from my fight on the Williamsburg Bridge. That made me feel better. Hey, Ethan, I said. You're looking good. Ethan glared at me. To business, Tux Dude extended his arm. I am Prometheus. I was too surprised to shake. The fire-stealer guy? The chained to a rock with the vultures guy? Prometheus winced. He touched the scratches on his face. Please don't mention the vultures. But yes, I stole fire from the gods and gave it to your ancestors. In return, the ever-merciful Zeus had me changed to a rock and tortured for all eternity. But how did I get free? Hercules did that, aeons ago. So you see, I have a soft spot for heroes. Some of you can be quite civilized, unlike the company you keep, I noticed. I was looking at Ethan, but Prometheus thought I meant the Imposa. Oh, aren't so bad, he said. You just have to keep them well fed. Now, Percy Jackson, let's parlay. You. He waved me towards a picnic table and we sat down. Thalia and Grover stood behind me. The blue giant propped his white flag against a tree and began absently playing on the playground, he stepped on the monkey bars and crushed them, but he didn't seem angry, he just frowned and said, "Uh uh-oh. Then he stepped in the fountain and broke the concrete bowl in half. Uh Uh-oh. The water froze where his foot touched it. A bunch of stuffed animals hung from his belt, the huge kind that you got for grand prizes at an arcade. He reminded me of Tyson, and the idea of fighting him made me sad. Prometheus sat forward and laced his fingers, he looked earnest, kindly and wise. Percy, your position is weak. You know you can't stop another assault. We'll see. Prometheus looked pained, like he really cared what happened to me. Percy, I'm the titan of Thought. I thought, I know what's going to happen. Also, the titan of crafty council, Grover put in. Emphasis on crafty. Prometheus shrugged. True enough, Slater. But I supported the gods in the last war. I told Kronos, you don't have the strength, you'll lose. And I was right. So, you see, I know how to pick the winning side. This time I'm backing Kronos. Because Zeus changed you to a rock, I guessed. Partially, yes. I won't deny I want revenge. But that's not the only reason I'm supporting Kronos. It's the wisest choice. I'm here because I thought you might listen to reason. He drew a map on the table with his finger. Wherever he touched, golden lines appeared, glowing on the concrete. This is Manhattan. We have armies here, 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 and here. We know your numbers. We outnumber you twenty to one. Your spy has been keeping you posted. I guessed. Prometheus smiled apologetically. At any rate, our forces are growing daily. Tonight, Cronus will attack. You will be overwhelmed. You fought bravely, but there's just no way you can hold all of Manhattan. You'll be forced to retreat to the Empire State Building. There, you'll be destroyed. I have seen this. It will happen. I thought about the picture Rachel had drawn in my dreams, an army at the base of the Empire State Building. I remember the words of the young oracle in my dream. I foresee the future. I cannot change it. Prometheus spoke with such cer- certainty, it was hard not to believe him. It won't happen again, I said. Prometheus brushed a speck off his tux Understand, Percy, you're refighting the Trojan War here. Patterns repeat themselves in history. They reappear like monsters do. A great siege, two armies. The only difference is, this time, you are defending. You, or Troy. And you know what happened to the Trojans, don't you? So you're gonna cram a wooden horse into the elevator at the Empire State Building? I asked. Good luck. Prometheus smiled. Troy was completely destroyed, Percy. You don't want that to happen here. Stand down, and New York will be spared. Your forces will be granted amnesty. I will personally assure your safety. Let Kronos take Olympus. Who cares? Typhon will destroy the gods anyway. Right, I said. And I'm supposed to believe Kronos would spare the city? All he wants is Olympus, Prometheus promised. The might of the gods is tied to the seats of their power. You saw what happened to Poseidon under- once his undersea palace was attacked. I winced, remembering how old and decrypt my father looked. Yes, Prometheus said sadly. I know that was hard for you. When Kronos destroys Olympus, the gods will fade. They will become so weak they will be easily defeated. Kronos would rather do this while Typhon has the Olympians distracted in the west. Much easier. Fewer lives lost. But make no mistake, the best you can do is slow us down. The day after tomorrow, Typhon arrives in New York, and you'll have no chance at all. The Gauls and Mount and Mount Olympus will be will still be destroyed, but it would be much messier, much, much worse for you and your city. Either way, the Titans will rule. Thalia pounded her fist on the table. I serve Artemis. The hunters will fight to our last breath. Percy, you are not seriously going to listen to this slime ball, are you? I figured Prometheus was going to blast her, but he just smiled. "'Your courage does you credit, Thalia Grace,' Thalia stiffened. "'That's my mother's surname. I don't use it.' "'As you wish,' Prometheus said casually, but I could tell he'd got under her skin. I'd never even heard Thalia's last name before. Somehow, it made her seem almost normal, less mysterious and powerful. "'At any rate,' the titan said, "'You need not be my enemy. I have always been a helper of mankind.' "'That's a load of minotaur dung,' Thalia said. "'When mankind first sacrificed to the gods, you tricked them into giving you the best portion. "'You gave us fire to annoy the gods, not because you cared about us.'" Prometheus shook his head. "'You don't understand. I helped shape your nature.'" A wiggling lump of clay appeared in his hands. He fashioned it into a little doll with legs and arms. The lump man didn't have any eyes, but he groped around the table, stumbling over Prometheus' fingers. I've been whispering in man's ear since the beginning of your existence. I represent your curiosity, your sense of exploration, your inventiveness. Help me save you, Percy. Do this, and I will give mankind a new gift, a new revelation that will move you as far forward as fire did. You can't make that kind of advance under the gods. You will never allow. They would la- never allow it. But this could be a new golden age for you, or. He smashed his fist, the, and the clay man turned it into a pancake. The blue giant rumbled. oh Over at the park bench. The Imposa bared her fangs in a smile. Percy, you know the Titans and their offspring are not all bad, Prometheus said. You've met Calypso. My face felt hot. That's different. How? Much like me, she did nothing wrong, and yet she was exiled forever simply because she was the Atlas's daughter. You're not, we are not enemies. We don't let the worst happen, he pleaded. We offer you peace. I looked at Ethan Nakamura. You must hate this. I don't know what you mean, said Ethan. If we took this deal, you wouldn't get revenge. You wouldn't get to kill us all. Isn't that what you want? His good eye flattered. Flared. All I want is respect, Percy Jackson. The gods never gave me that. You wanted me to go to your stupid camp, spend my time cramped into Hermes' cabin because I'm not important, not even recognized. You sound like just like Luke had when he tried to kill me in the woods at camp four years ago. The rem- memory made my hand ache where the scorpion pit, ha- where the pit scorpion had stung me. Your mom's the goddess of revenge. I told Ethan we should respect that. Nemesis stands for balance. When people have too much good luck, she tears them down. Which is why she took your eye. It was payment, he growled. In exchange, she swore to me that one day I would tip the balance of power. I would bring the minor gods respect, and I was a small price to pay. Great mom. At least she keeps her word, unlike the Olympians. She always pays her debts. Good or evil? Yeah, I said. So I saved your life, and you repaid me by raising Kronos. That's fair. Ethan grabbed the hilt of his sword, but Prometheus stopped him. Now, now, Titan said. We're on diplomatic missions. Prometheus studied me as if he's trying to understand my anger. Then he nodded like I just... Like he just picked a thought from my brain. It bothers you what happened to Luke, he decided. Hesia didn't show you the full story. Perhaps if you understood... The Titan reached out. Thalia cried a warning, but before I could react, Prometheus's indexed finger touched my head. Suddenly, I was in May Castellan's living room. Candles flickered in the fireplace mantel, reflecting in the mirrors along the walls. Through the kitchen doorway, I could see Thalia sitting at the table while Miss Cast- uh, Miss Castellan banged her wounded leg, bandaged her wounded leg. Seven-year-old Annabeth sat next to her, playing with a Medusa beanbag toy. Hermes and Luke stood apart in the living room. The god's face looked liquid in the candlelight, like he couldn't decide what shape to adopt. He was dressed in a navy blue jogging outfit with winged Reeboks. "'Why show yourself now?' Luke demanded. His shoulders were tense as if he expected to have fight. "'All these years I've been calling to you, praying you'd show up, and nothing. You left me with her.' He pointed towards the kitchen like he couldn't bear to look at his mother, much less say her name. Luke, do not dishonor her, Hermes warned. Your mother did the best she could. As for me, I could not interfere with your path. The children of the gods must find their own way. So it is for my own good, growing up on the streets, fending for myself fighting monsters. You're my son, Hermes said. I know you had the ability. When I was only a baby, I crawled from my cradle and set out for- I'm not a god! Just once. You could have said something. You could have helped me when... He looked. He took an unsteady breath, lowering his voice so no one in the kitchen could overhear. When she was having one of her fits, shaking me and saying crazy things about my fate. When I used to hide in the closet so she wouldn't find me with those those glowing eyes. Did you even care that I was scared? Did you even know when I finally ran away? In the kitchen, Miss Castellan... Chattered aimlessly, pouring Kool-Aid for Thalia and Annabeth as she told them stories about Luke as a baby. Thalia rubbed her bandaged leg nervously. Annabeth glanced into the living room and held up a burnt cookie for Luke to see. She mouthed, "'Can we go now?' "'Luke, I care very much,' Hermes said slowly. "'But gods must not interfere directly with mortal affairs. "'It is only—it is one of our ancient laws. "'Especially when your destiny—' His voice trailed off. He stared at the candles as if remembering something unpleasant. ''What?'' Luke asked. ''What about my destiny?'' ''You should not have come back,'' Hermes muttered. ''It only upsets, it only upsets you both. However, I see now you're getting too old to be on the run without help. I'll speak with Chiron at Camp Half-Blood, and I'll ask to send a satyr to collect you.'' ''We're doing fine without your help,'' Luke growled. ''Now what were you saying about my destiny?'' The wings on Hermes's Reeboks fluttered restlessly. He studies his son Mm -hmm. as if he was trying to memorize his face, and suddenly a cold feeling washed through me. I realized Hermes knew what Mace, Castellan mutterings were. I wasn't sure how, but looking at his face, I was absolutely certain. Hermes understood what would happen to Luke someday, how he would turn evil. "'My son,' he said, "'I am the god of travelers, the god of roads. "'If I know anything, I know that you must walk your own path.' Even though it tears my heart. You don't love me. I promise. I, I do love you. Go to camp. I will see that you get a quest soon. Perhaps you can feat, defeat the Hydra or steal api, apples from the Hesperides or you'll get a chance to be a hero, a great hero before, before what? Luke's voice was trembling now. What did my mom see that made her like this? What's going to happen to me? If you love me, tell me. Hermes' expression tightened. I cannot. Then you don't care, Luke yelled. In the kitchen, the talking died abruptly. Luke? Mekis called. Is that you? Is my boy all right? Luke turned to hide his face, but I could see the tears in his eyes. I'm fine. I have a new family. I don't need either of you. I'm your father, Hermes insisted. A father is supposed to be around. I've never even met you. Dahlia and Annabeth, come on. We're leaving. "'My boy, don't go!' Mekostelin called after him. "'I have your lunch ready!' Luke stormed out the door, Thalia and Annabeth scrambling after him. Mekostelin tried to follow, but Hermes held her back. As the screen door slammed, Mekostelin collapsed in Hermes' arms and began to shake. Her eyes opened, glowing green, and she clutched desperately at Hermes' shoulder. "'My son!' she hissed in a dry voice.
1: "'Danger!
0: Terrible fate!' "'I know, my love,' Hermes said sadly. Believe me, I know. The image faded. Prometheus pulled his hand away from my forehead. Percy? Daya asked. What what was that? I realized I was clammy with sweat. Prometheus nodded sympathetically. Appalling, isn't it? The gods know what is to come, and yet they do nothing, even for their children. How long did it take them to tell you your prophecy, Percy Jackson? Don't you think your father knows what will happen to you? I was too stunned to answer. Percy, Grover warned. He's playing with your mind, trying to make you angry. Grover could read emotions, so he probably knew Prometheus was succeeding. Do you really blame your friend Luke? The titan asked me. And what about you, Percy? Will you be controlled by your fate? Kronos offers a much better deal. I clenched my fists. As much as I hated what Prometheus had shown me, I hated Kronos a lot more. I'll give you a deal. Tell Kronos to call off his attack, leave Luke Castellan's body, and return to the pits of Tartarus. Then, maybe, I won't have to destroy him. The Imposa snarled. Her hair erupted in flesh flames. Fresh flames. But Prometheus just sighed. If you change your mind, he said, I have a gift for you. A Greek vase appeared on the table. It was about a meter high and 30 centimeters wide, glazed with black and white geometrical designs. The ceramic lid was fastened with a leather harness. Grover whimpered when he saw it. Dahlia gasped. "'That's not—' "'Yes,' Prometheus said. "'You recognize it.' Looking at the jar, I felt a strange sense of fear, but I had no idea why. "'This belonged to my sister-in-law,' Prometheus said. "'Pandora.' "'A lump formed in my throat.' "'As in Pandora's box?' Prometheus shook his head. "'I don't know what this box business got started.' It was never a box. It was a Pythos, a storage jar. I suppose Pandora's Pythos doesn't have the same ring to it. But never mind that. Yes, she did open this jar, which contained most of the demons that now haunt mankind. Fear, death, hunger, sickness. Don't forget me, the Imposa purred. Indeed, Prometheus conceded. The first Imposa was also trapped in the jar, released by Pandora. But what I find curious about the story... Pandora always gets the blame. She was punished for being curious. The gods would have to believe that this is the lesson. Would have you believe that this is not the lesson. Mankind should not explore. They should not ask questions. They should do what they are told. In truth, Percy, this jar was a trap designed by Zeus and the other gods. It was revenge on me and my entire family. My poor, simple brother, Empytheus, and his wife, Pandora. The gods knew she would open the jar. They were willing to punish the entire race of humanity along with us. I thought about my dream of Hades and Maria D'Angelo. Zeus had destroyed an entire hotel to eliminate two demigod children, just to save his own skin because he was scared of a prophecy. He'd killed an innocent woman and probably hadn't lost any sleep over it. Hades was no better. He wasn't powerful enough to take his revenge on Zeus, so he cursed the oracle, dooming a young girl to a horrible fate. (coughs) And Hermes... "'Why had he abandoned Luke? "'Why hadn't he at least warned Luke, or "'at least tried to raise him better so he wouldn't turn evil? "'Maybe Prometheus was toying with my mind, "'but what if he's right?' part of me wondered. "'How are the gods any better than, any better than the Titans?' "'Prometheus tapped the lid of Pandora's jar. "'Only one spirit remained inside when Pandora opened it. "'Hope,' I said. "'Prometheus looked pleased. "'Very good, Percy. "'Ellapsus, the spirit of hope, would not abandon humanity.' Hope does not leave without being given permission. You can only it can only be released by a child of man. The Titan l- slid the jar across the table. I give you this as a reminder of what the gods are like, he said. Keep Alepsis if you wish, but if you decide that you have enough that you have seen enough destruction, enough fertile suffering, then open the jar. Let Alepsis go. Give up hope, and I will know that you are surrendering. I promise Kronos will be lenient. He will spare the survivors. I stared at the jar and got a very bad feeling. I figured Pandora had been completely ADHD, like me. I could never leave things alone. I didn't like temptation. What if this was my choice? Maybe the prophecy all came down to me, keeping this jar closed or opening it. I don't want the thing, I growled. Too late, Prometheus said. The gift, of, the gift is given. I cannot be, it cannot be taken back. He stood. The Imposa came forward and slipped her arm through this, through his. Moraine, Prometheus called to the giant. We're leaving, get your flag. Uh Uh-oh, the giant said. We will see you soon, Percy Jackson, Prometheus promised, one way or another. Ethan Akamora gave me one last hateful look. Then the truce party turned and strolled up the lane through Central Park, just like a regular sunny Sunday afternoon. And that was the end of chapter 13. I hope you guys had a good time listening to me read this chapter. Um, and if I didn't already tell you in the intro, which I probably did, this chapter was recorded in two parts. So if my voice changed like in the middle um, a little bit, obviously I won't get a new voice. But um, yeah, it obviously it can be a little different. So, um, yeah, Isaac.